Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm very well. Um, I felt, I thought yesterday it was almost springy. It was, wasn't it? It was kind of getting towards that. Mm. I mean, I was still wrapped up like it was midwinter when I went out. But even within that, yeah, it was definitely getting spring-esque. Yeah, so that's good. That's really good. Wow. Yeah. Imagine if we can wear springy clothes. Wow, that would be so nice. And then... I've kind of forgotten what they even are. Yeah, I don't really know. I need to think about that. And yes, you know, it always takes me forever to transition. Um, so we need an entire plan yeah, of how we, to get I think you. I think yeah now that you say that I better start thinking about about how I introduce an spring action plan. yeah an action plan so but I guess I have sort of started to prepare I've 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 got this nail oil which I now use religiously nail oil. yeah oh tell me well it's nothing fancy it's just from boots and it says it's That's a recovery fine. oil i don't actually even know what oil it is but it co- it comes with the tiniest is it called a pipette yes oh this is very nice the pipette oh is almost God, the I best thing those. yeah so um at first i was a tad disappointed i thought it would come with a brush um, that brush could be nice, but I think a pipette is rather fun. Yeah, so I'm enjoying that. And I guess that's Good. some sort of preparation, I guess, possibly. I think it is. Those nails will be spring ready. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And do you think you'll then just go au naturel? I think, or do you think you're mm, going into nail varnish colours for spring? Because that's a whole other thing. I know, but I, I've gone off nail varnish in a big way. Okay. Yeah, in this situation. I'm not sure whether I'll ever go back, but I <gasps> I have to... Yeah, that's another thing I need to contemplate. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God, there's so much planning. Yeah. But fun. Yeah. What about you? Oh, well, it's been quite a quiet week. I mean, my main thing of the week was that I suddenly decided that... I was no longer in love with the Kilner jars that I've been keeping my bath salts in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I decided I decided that I actually wanted amber glass, like the, the brown apothecary jars. Oh, yeah. And I found a set of five in varying sizes, which I found very pleasing that they're like Russian doll effect. Very nice. Do they have a that label? No, they're completely bare. Mm-hmm. And they just have a nice glass stopper oh, that yes. goes in the top. Mm-hmm. And so it made me very happy to pour my bath salts from my Kilner jars into my new apothecary jars. That sounds like a super fun thing to do. Very it was really soothing. satisfying. Yeah. It was very soothing. And, you know, since one is not traveling, yes. I have not had a chance to, to do decant. any decanting and we all know how much we love decanting yeah that's true you know i have the teeniest weeniest pipette to decant oils with for example Mm. i have the teeniest little spatula the teeniest little funnel haven't been able to use any of them so this was this was good on a number you know aesthetically for my interior design scheme it was it's been good but also as you say as a soothing action to take yeah. it's been very good and then it's also encouraged me to have more relaxing bath salt baths yeah 
I think that sounds almost like a self-care sort of course if one should be able to take. Yes, I could probably Mm. start a whole Instagram on it. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to, but I could. <laughs> it's good to know I could. Yeah. Well, that's that's the self care. Yeah. Taking care and of. And then and then work wise, I've been with my lovely students. Well, I haven't been physically with them obviously, yeah. but talking to my lovely MA students about their ideas for their virtual exhibition project. So that's been very nice. I oh. can't give you details as yet because they're still working on it, mm. but. That's been really interesting. And it's such a fun project, I think, to be able to think what if I could have like my fantasy Yes, that is really nice. Mm. What would it be? That's mm. such a nice thing to do. And because they don't have to literally make it, they can Yeah. They don't have to worry about if you could actually get those things or if they'd actually let you have it in the venue you've chosen mm. or anything. Yeah, so it's gonna be fun. interesting to see how you know, in terms of lending and, yes. you know, bringing things all around the world, taking things around the world, how that's going to work out. Because is it, when when that happens, because I know you've couriered things in the mm. past, is it all, are the objects always couriered? So you're kind of, it's whether you would send the object and the person. Yeah, not absolutely every time. And I'm sure this will change anyway. But, you know, if you if it's at a venue that you know well and they have, conservators or sometimes museums band together so you know someone from the V&A is going and they might be able to keep an eye on on your thing I um, see. but a lot of the time we used to send we used to send people and it's ex- expensive you know it's very expensive for for the venues um I, I we we had to do a return this time where things were deinstalled and it was done you know that someone held up an iPad or something and our conservators was at the other end and watched oh, so wow. you know that people have come up because things were stuck you know in in places yes. and had had to come back so i think people will have come up with all sorts of other ways of doing things and be interesting to see how that you know what what that's going to be like in the yes. future because also in terms of the climate and everything it is it's not really sustainable, I think. Um, it's a fun no, it's part not. of the job if you get to do it, although it's also super nerve-wracking. It always sounds fun, like, you know, you go off to somewhere. I haven't done that many, but but it is it's a huge responsibility. Oh, bitches, you know how nervous I get, just my own clothes <laughs> yeah. being in the hold and not with me. And I'm not very good at being, you know, firm and, you know, and sometimes people suggest mm. something that, they should not do and then you have to say no don't you mean when don't you get do to that the yeah right that's my wife oh that must nightmare. be really difficult because mm. you're entering someone else's workspace in a different museum with different policies and then you and then you're having you're having to make sure your own museum yeah. policies are upheld mm. wow i hadn't thought of that and then when they're deinstalling you said with the conservator watching on an mm. ipad is a conservator guiding it is is a conservator saying you have to do this 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 are they checking the condition in the case that i talk about we it was really complicated packing and we had taken i actually it was me i had taken a massive amount of images and i think i even i filmed parts of it i should have filmed the whole thing but i didn't think of it 
for some reason. So we could send them almost like, you know, step by more than step by step. So I think it was more like if a question had come up. So I, I, I think in the end it all, from what I understand, it all went well. But it was more like wow. if they had said, you know, what, what are we going to do now? Then she could have told them. But I, I think it was more, yeah, on standby. Wow, because museum packing is so intricate. Because I, I always love it when you get things out of boxes for us. Just seeing the different shapes of tissue paper yeah. to prop up different bits of a garment. And that's also that's also really can be nerve-wracking. I remember I went to one place and I think there weren't that many clothes involved in, in the display. So the, this for them, for the people the installing, this was a bit of a... This is the novelty item. Uh, um, you know, we know how to do paintings and stuff, but now is this woman coming and she's, <laughs> you know, dealing with this thing that we normally don't deal with. So I had like six people or so standing around me watching me packing oh, no. this rather complicated dress. It was just really, again, really nerve-wracking. I mean, they were, you know, they were very good-natured and they, they were just genuinely yeah, in- it's, interested. It's how always it, awful being watched yeah. doing something. Mm. And how did did you just learn how to do that from experience? Like, is yeah. there a masterclass in how to make no. tissue tubes? No, I mean, I I have a, a video on on the Museum of London website and how to pack something. So <gasps> you could check that out where I show I how to make to a, a tissue puff and a tissue roll. Um, and I have very, I have my opinions about how the ends of a tissue roll should be done. Oh, they're different. No they're different do, versions. Bitches, yeah. yeah. Wow. So. Wow. Um, how have I not watched this video? Yeah. And then I can pack all my own clothes. Yeah. You just you might need to get an extension. I know. I'd need a whole other flat. Yeah, that's the problem. To mm. do that. Mm. Wow. That's so much fun. Yeah. And when you're doing it to send them abroad, yeah. do you just do like in an archive box with the tissue like you would to put it in store? Or yeah, is, initially. You know, extra layers? That's what you do. And then depending on whether how they get there, if they go, you know, if they are going abroad and they go by air or in a van or something, then you, they usually also go in a crate. So they right. get a custom crate made and the crate is usually padded with big, you know, layers of foam. So nothing oh, moves about. So, and if you have like five boxes, they work it out that they all fit in, you know, they stack all well together and nothing moves about. And so, yeah, we usually, they usually go in a crate. Wow. Um, and do you worry, because I remember, I will keep everybody anonymous in this, <laughs> but someone told me, about a terrible thing where very recent couture had been sent across an ocean and the temperature in the hold had made some of the fabrics go brittle. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I don't know. that. I mean, that is a thing to consider. That, But I think that's partly also why they go in a crate. That's a sort of another buffer. And I, right. I know when, you know, when you send paintings or something, you open the crate and you don't take it out. You leave it in the crate for a day or more. And you do that oh, with... Oh, really? Yeah, with clothes as well, I think, um, sometimes. So you, you know, you let, let things acclimatize. You wouldn't, you wouldn't deliver something to a venue and then straight away put it on the wall or... You, oh, you, it has to uh, acclimatize. I wouldn't be good at that because I'd be excited and I'd want to put everything <laughs> over. Yeah. 
You'd have to get your That's screwdrivers out if you were. Uh, yeah, I can't operate a screwdriver. Hmm. So... Okay, that would be a good way to stop me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so the question now is both making sure it's all done safely and hygienically because of the pandemic, but also being more aware of climate issues and not sending stuff. Well, it's weird, isn't it? Because it's like... Mm. Yeah, it's it's, wow. it's it's tricky. Yeah, it'll be difficult. Well, yeah, it will be really interesting to see how this It really will. Out. It mm. really will. And I guess it would affect some places more than others if they can't borrow from abroad so easily. Mm. Um, I or guess do you think everywhere borrows all the time? No, because some people just cannot, some institutions just can't afford it. Um, right. I guess it is... It's going to be a problem for for places that do the big blockbusters, you know, where they get, uh, you know, they do a Monet exhibition and it comes from all over the world. Of I, course, of course. I think that's going to be tricky. I don't know. I really don't know how that's going to. How interesting! Because mm. I wonder. Obviously, I completely don't think we should do things that are bad to the planet, but I do. And I, and I think it's really good there's been more discussion of that in the past year. But I do wonder if people will remember that once the situation is more normal. Or yeah. whether people will just be like, hooray! Yeah. And just want to do everything that they did before. Yeah, that's with, a question about so many, many things. You know, extra extras. Mm. Another thing just to say, I think with the with the loans that go out, obviously they they will hardly ever go on the plane on their own, you know. So if the plane goes anyway for other reasons, I, I guess you could say that doesn't really add in terms of the climate, maybe doesn't add anything. Yeah. I wonder whether they I'm thinking there's a I'm thinking along the wrong lines here, but I think that I might be missing out something in my no, yeah. no, I'm sure. No, because obviously there isn't just the special museum plane that does this. Mm. Although that would be quite interesting, but I guess it's kind of that people should cut down on the amount they fly. Therefore, there should be less planes. Yes. Therefore, less. Mm. I don't know. I'm it's... sure big museums will think of a workaround, but yeah. but maybe they should be made to do offset things. Yeah, things go by. I don't know how ship boat as well sometimes oh right hmm. i guess that's much slower yes but yes, not as be. bad for the environment i don't think yeah i don't know about that i, I don't, don't really i don't have those figures to hand as long as it <laughs> well business that's a letter <laughs> you haven't got your excel uh, sheet uh, as long as it's not one of those hideous gigantic cruise ships that fill up oh, the entire yeah. horizon mm. I doubt it would wow. go on one of those. I doubt it would mm. go on one of those. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. I hadn't really thought about that at all. And now I need to watch your packing video. Yeah, I shall send you a link. Yes, please do. <laughs> I'm like imagining watching it on repeat for several days mm. straight now. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got any tissue. That's the trouble. I can't even practice. Yeah, you need to order some in. I do. I need bulk tissue. Mm. But yeah. sent in a very eco-friendly way. That's another question. Is acid-free tissue eco-friendly? 
Uh, I don't know. I wonder whether they're going to make it out of bamboo in the future. Um, oh. Apparently that's more sustainable, but I don't yeah. know. That's because another I'm just thinking question. every dress collection uses bales of that stuff. Yeah, I always feel bad when I, yeah, you so, you know, you obviously sometimes it goes yellow and you have to throw it away. Yes. And I always, yeah, I always hesitant to take a lot, but you just have, you just have to. Um, yeah. I think in the grand scheme of things, maybe that's not so bad, but I no, don't know. No, but I wonder if there are ways, because it's every little counts. I wonder yes. if there are ways mm. to make it better and like the process of making it better. Mm. Oh my goodness, now I'm just going to think through everything in a museum. <laughs> yeah, we can continue this conversation. I know, I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure. I mean, thankfully for your sake, I have very little museum experience, <laughs> actually none. So I'll run out of things that I'm imagining very, very fast. Oh, okay. So don't worry. Okay, I'm not, I'm not. You know, I'm now thinking text panels are text panels eco there is quite a lot of discussion in the museum community about exhibitions and, you know, throwing away a whole lot of stuff after an exhibition. Yeah. So that that is definitely another area that needs to be tackled. Yeah. I quite like the idea of recycling them. Yeah, and I mean, we do... traces of past exhibitions. Yeah, that would be quite build interesting. Up and build up. That would be really fun. Yeah, recycling them without changing them, you know, using yes. the same text panel for a completely different <laughs> exhibition. That could be fun. <laughs> All future exhibitions yeah. will have these sections and these descriptions yeah. and you just have to work around it. Yeah. But an exhibition like you of... you could partially scrape some things off, but and yeah. add, have a but you can't exist. completely change it. Mm. We need our own museum to do all these experiments with. Really. Yeah, we do for for all sorts of reasons. I think. Um, I think so. Well, maybe we'll it could be that. a virtual one at first as well. Yeah, that mm. would be really good. But you have to be careful with those because they can be a bit kind of vertiginous the way you That's swing true. around. And That's true. Mm. I'd like to avoid the swinging around yeah. motion mm. if possible. But yeah, that would be good. But, I mean, you're coming to see my students yes. next week, so, we you know, can we can explore more. all of these yeah. things. Yeah, we can talk more. With them with them saying, excuse me, I thought you were here to talk to us. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, and I wanted to ask you, did you watch, um, can you hear Coda? He's just coming oh, from okay. his morning walk and he's mm. full of beans. Um, I wanted to ask you if you watched the other Jean Epstein film. Yeah, Le, du Le Double one... Amour. Yes. Yes. We watched it last night. I was really fascinated. Like the story is interesting, and at least this story you can actually follow. Yeah, I didn't at first totally understand what happens at the game. What What's the? Oh yeah, there yeah. was a moment where I thought she'd just gone outside and randomly snogged that man. I didn't mm. realize they had a pre-existing <laughs> relationship. So yeah, but no, the story the story is easier. Although I found it very very sad and annoying. Yes. That she ends up having you know being with one man who's a gambler. Yes. And she suffers from that, and she's betrayed, and then she goes through the same thing again with her son. I know. I really think she should have reflected. Yeah. Mm. And not allowed that with her son because her son. I mean, he's just bad. Yeah. 
or kind of hopeless. Mm. But she wears some good dresses, so that's a relief. Yeah, she wears... I wonder, did you... So they say they were made by Poiré and Dracol. Yes, but I... Some, it's like I feel some, I definitely think were one, but but some of them I'm not sure which were which. I know. I was wondering whether you could detect. Um, I, I couldn't really. No, I mean, I think the original, the original dancing dress, not, sorry, not dancing, the, the dress that she wears... Oh, when she sings her. at the beginning. Yeah. That is Don't weird. That was Poiret. Yeah, I thought that might be, because it was a bit too much. It's very, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of like she's going to affect Galant. Yeah. Mm. Because it's got those kind of droopy 17th century sleeves with the bow at the top, but then in the middle it decides to go a bit more empire line and then it, it just kind of isn't quite sure where it is. Yeah, and it's short in the front and long at the back. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. Mm. No, that's a weird one, but she wears some... I like... There's one nearer the end that she wears, a day wear when she goes to get her, her son out of prison. Oh, that's so I like nice. that. That's and amazing. Don't you think that's Poirot? I was wondering, and then I kept thinking, I have seen this print, I've seen this print, and I've, I spent ages. There's also um, there's a furnishing textile that appears a lot. It's got sort of leaves and then roses. Yes. Dotted, and it it's, comes up a few times, and I keep thinking, I've seen this. And well, I, do you think that... No, I was just going to say, do you think the, what was it, Atelier Martin, is it called? Yeah. You know, they, yeah. yeah I own, thought yeah. the interiors seemed like they had some of his fabrics. And the, the, the day where, the one with the, is it chrysanthemums? I love that in the 20s because there's an amazing Chanel, I think, in the Met that has that same thing where they have the dress and the lining of the coat in the same material ah, which i think is mm, so chic mm. and then i really like the way she has the gigantic scarf so silk scarf shawl that has the same print as well but mm. with a wider border yeah it's really beautifully coordinated mm. and i love the contrast between that very it's clearly very thin fine silk and then the the black or dark coat is really great. Mm. I, th- I thought it was really interesting because that the two parts of the film are set 20 years apart. And I like that partly they acknowledge that, but partly the people look totally the same. I know, it's funny, isn't it? Because mm. when when it jumped, I thought, oh no, because you first realise when you see a letter that says 1904. And I was like, really? We're in 1904? <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why her singing dress is so funny yeah. and mixed up. Because the lace dress she wears, which I'd wondered if that was Drekov, when I realised they were doing 1904, I thought, well, that kind of nods to the sort of hazy, chiffony layers. But it's still very much 1924, 25. Yeah. Mm. Really. They don't really attempt to do that, which no. is quite good. It's but there's some hair. amazing, amazing prints. They change her hair. And I love That's her hair true. in the second part. I think it's amazing. I do. It's really good. And I mm. like how, as it gets more and more emotional, her hair gets more and more kind of frazzled. That's true. And I love the... Um, I don't know whether that's... Um, her maid, or it's this sort of older woman, or whether it's yes, her mother. I, think it's I her couldn't. Maid. And she wears the most amazing black satin gown. That's so good. Mm. And again, so of that era where you have those beautiful. It is satin, but it does. It's not like that really super shiny satin. It's somehow mm. 
I don't know what the treatment of the material is. These kind of really smooth, beautiful tunic dresses that then have quite kind of what I imagine to be quite Russian sort of embroidery Mm. on them. Mm that are really beautiful but something I thought because the sets are amazing and you get these incredible combinations of patterns of like a because because it is like a theater set in each room isn't it it's like there's no sense of reality in terms of their size or Mm. anything but you'll get like an enormous screen that I think is meant to indicate a window but in fact has a kind of like reduced abstracted floral design like a Japanese print or something but it has light coming through it but then you'll have the day bed with amazing cushion patterns and then a throw and then a screen and th- but they're all perfectly balanced between more kind of art decoy angular graphics and then these lovely florals yeah i think balanced but i think at times also almost uneasy Oh yes, I think you're probably right that some mm. are balanced, but some are more dissonant. Yeah, aren't they? yeah. You don't know which bit you're you're in, and again, I wonder whether That's at the beginning true. there is a sort of standing lamp, which looks very nice Victorian. It's got sort of fringe and looks like it got a oh, that's true. velvet screen. You know what yeah, is it called? Yeah, there's some very good lamps. And but that looks. That almost looks like it's plonked there to denote 1904. It doesn't sort of really, (laughs) it doesn't really work so well with the rest. So that's, yeah, sometimes it's a bit odd. It is. The the other thing that I thought was it would be amazing to see it in colour because it would be so bright. And I found, can I read you? I found this description. This is, um, you know, Baron de Meyer did regular... Like, he didn't just do photographs in Harper's Bazaar. He also wrote reports on the fashion collections. And I love this description of going into Poirier's new atelier. This is in 1924, I think. Okay, so this is from Harper's Bazaar. He's a, mm. It says, Through silver gates up a grand sta- staircase, I was ushered into a large showroom with rose and silver walls. An expanse of vivid green carpet had to be crossed before I reached the armchair of velvet, printed with flowers of every hue. Here I was requested to, to be seated. We were in Poiré's new palatial building. From an adjoining room streamed luminous green lights emanating from a green ceiling. I had the bewildering impression of being seated in an aquarium among <laughs> strange fish, not necessarily all of them foreign buyers, for one lone duchess sat among them. An exotic note of exuberance had been struck. We felt the Poiré genius about us. The curtain would be drawn. We would be thrilled. And sadly, he's not completely thrilled. He then goes on to say that he gets a bit bored, that it's all beige cashier. Oh, Um, interesting. And there are some nice things, but there's like, he's sort of saying there's flashes of Poiré genius, but the clothes themselves don't match up to the, this amazing interior that's like an aquarium. The interior sounds sounds mad. Doesn't yeah. it? O- overpowering, really. It really does. Mm. And it does, like, the descriptions of the clothes are amazing because it says about, you know, beige cash for sports suits and for sort of chemise dresses. And it says, but why, oh, why suppress so much, <laughs> you know, in this unbleached stuff? And it says there's some nice gold leather designs on beige embroideries of persian metal flowers golden chains lovely bands of breast feathers from ducks and pigeons 
but and then then it says there's also references to 1870 to 80 with with um, bunch taffeta of varied Scotch looking patterns, <laughs> and there's also robe de steel that reference the 1830s. So it does sound quite a lot of yeah. different things, and he feels yes that the interior is certainly more exciting. That's than really the interesting. I what I. What I find interesting also in the film is you, you get the impression that the men, I mean, there's there's rows and rows of men in dark dinner suits. Yes. But but also sometimes when they're, at, there's one scene when the Premont Solène or whatever he's called, he, yeah. he, he wears like a dressing gown and then he's in yes. front of this crazy wallpaper with all these circles, but the dressing yes. gown is more sort of paisley and and his father at some point he also wears this paisley silk looking dressing gown and you you get the yes, impression the that would have been amazing. yeah yeah and know. you get really good details like her son i think is really interesting and it remi- reminded me of those lovely bouté de monvel pencil sketches of men because he has he's he seems quite tall and thin and he's got very skinny trousers mm-hmm. that are a little bit short yes which is amazing to see then. I hadn't kind of clocked that as a 1920s thing as well. Mm. Um, so I really enjoyed that. And you get some good detail of, like, a because obviously he loves his close-ups, Epstein, as yes. we already saw. So I liked that you get a close-up of a tweed. You just get, like, the centre of a tweed jacket with the tweed waistcoat underneath and how beautifully they line up and together. When- in the um, casino, it's interesting because you you get all these men in dinner suits around the table, but it isn't all black. You can really see the different textures of like That's the lapel true. facing is more dull. And yeah, you can really see that it isn't just one sea of black. It's yeah. sort of different textures. No, you're absolutely and, right. And, and, the and also th- they're gigantic coats. That's true. Like they, have, yeah. they have quite skinny suits, but then just huge coats that you mm. feel must have weighed a ton. And it's so weird. You get the, the man wearing the full three-piece suit and then you have a woman like in a summer dress next to yes, it. Yes, I don't know how that really works. Yeah. I do think men must have been very uncomfortable and hot a lot of the time. Or the other way around. <laughs> yeah. But Not... I, I like there's some good day dresses as well and, and, some, and, a, and a sort of semi robed de steel and I do think you know when she's singing in the club when yeah. we jumped to 1924 I really think it's lit like a Baron de Meyer fashion photograph because you get that incredible glow behind her figure so that she's kind of illuminated by her dress like her dress is just glowing around her yeah that's a really good point I hadn't made that connection at all it, re- it really does and I think I think he's a really interesting director for the mix of close-ups but then you get so many really great you know full-length shots of them walking towards you which are just so good for the fashion yeah and it's really lovely to see fashion of this time being worn and 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 moving I know that sounds silly but it it's just really fascinating to watch both the men and the women yeah and also again not not as crazy as with the Le Lion de Mongol but the amount of extras you know if you if you yes. the amount of different clothes you can see because there's so many people in it yeah um, it's true you get really good detail mm. and and it's so sad at the beginning when that dreadful man who she's involved with has 
you know, gambled away all her proper jewels so she's wearing fakes. Yes. Mm. That's a sign you should get rid of that man. Yeah, yeah. No, that's no. not acceptable. And I like the two ladies from the charity. I just know. watch her with their lorgnette and, and shocked faces continually. It's really interesting that the way she's so much shown to be under all these different people's gaze. That's true. And yeah, and using the lorgnette, or well, I think one of them has like a monocle type yes. thing. But obviously. <laughs> and, they do, and they're such caricatures, they're so funny. I know, I, I, but I wonder what makes them caricatures. It's just, is it just them look, peering at people all the time? I don't know. I don't know, their expressions are very Yeah, funny, maybe it's the expression. Yeah, they look sort of disdainful or. They really yeah. do, they mm. really do. And then when she, she says she's stolen the charity money although it was really her dastardly boyfriend they do excellent horrified looks yes mm. oh yes it was really good i definitely want to read i want to go back to my harper's bazaar and read some more Poirot write-ups yeah i i realized Poirot, i think for me Poirot was always someone where i sort of thought oh i know everything but in a way i don't really so it's really yeah, he's fascinating mm, i really need to read up or yeah. remind myself yeah, and also Drekol, who the other one who did Yeah, I can send you... There is he's a... very confused. Well, it's very confusing because it's it's like there's the Viennese German mm. side, the Paris side, the New York side. There is an article about that I can send. Oh, um, please. Someone tried to disentangle because there were two in Paris. And, yes, um, yes. I think there was one by the original German creator who which didn't last long, but then there's the one set up actually by a French the, couple. I think he sold even in Austria. He was in Austria, and even then he oh, sold. Right. Sorry, he sold his business. So the one, the one that was open in Paris was actually not him. That was the people who bought. Right. And I think then he suddenly decides, oh no, I don't want to stop doing fashion. So then he opens his own, I think, and uh, it all gets really complicated. Um, I don't t- totally understand it. And is it right that the French couple who run the Parisian branch are the parents of Maggie Roof? That I don't know. Okay, we need to investigate. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we need, we've got our homework. We definitely Code got some homework. Bark as well. Okay, so, so we go better go. Worried yeah. about. Okay. All right, I'll talk to you next week then. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.